It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Welcome to another episode of The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Soak up the summer in Southampton. It's the podcast that knows what's happening in the SO postcode. And it's hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. And I do think that actually Visit Southampton have come up with a really good tagline there. It works regardless on the weather conditions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it? you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So this week on this episode, we've got a fun new themed cocktail bar. You're told as an adult that you're not allowed to have fun in terms of responsibility, but it's just not true. And the magic of Willy Wonka. My preparation is a lot of lying down. He does not leave the stage in Act 2. He powers and motors the, the entire Act 2. City centre of Southampton, sometimes rubbish is a bit of a problem. And I think they've come up with a genius way of solving stopping people throwing litter on the floor. They've got the new take your pick bins. Have you seen these, Simon? I haven't, no. Tell me more. Okay, so on these bins, you have like a little digital screen and there are two bins and you can choose which bin you put it in for. Okay, so there is Craig David and Scott Mills. Which (laughs) one are you going to go for? There is Love Island or Desert Island. The big films that came out last week Barbie and Oppenheimer they put those on there as well so you see which ones people are voting for look it's another voting thing isn't it we've had Love Island we've had X Factor we've had politics sometimes Uh, nobody (laughs) votes that much in those ones Um, but but these are absolutely brilliant and they are dotted all around town and they just make throwing your rubbish away a bit better you know I was going through my bag trying to find something to throw away Everything has to have a public vote. Exactly, exactly. And even better than the take your pick bins, which Scott Mills has been talking about on Radio 2, because <laughs> he's a bit miffed that he might be losing to Craig David. Even better than that, they had an opening ceremony with a ribbon with the Lord Mayor of Southampton. I'm a bit miffed that we weren't invited, to be fair. Well, we could have a Simon and a Zoe. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know about that. That would be a bit harsh, wouldn't it? (laughs) So I didn't make it as far as the take your pick bins, but I did get to St Mary's, where there is something new and exciting. Ooh, a championship team. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the friendly against Bournemouth, which was essentially 3,000 Bournemouth people taunting the 10,000 Saints fans who were just sitting there in silence mostly. We sort of thought that that was going to be the case, right? Because this feels weird, doesn't it? It's like it's like the first time that Bournemouth's been sort of above yeah. Southampton. Yeah. And it feels a bit strange. But along with a new league to play in, yeah. they've got new big screens. Oh, wow. Giant, crisp digital screens so they can show you the score and they can show you the player lineup and they can show you who's been yellow carded on one side while still showing adverts and other content on the other side okay. of the screen was the score positive enough to oh, validate no, a new screen sadly not but okay. the advantage is those new big screens will actually give fans some form of entertainment to watch while they're in the stadium <laughs> And by the time you listen to this podcast, it may well be that James Ward-Prowse has left the club and gone on to other things. In which case, can I just take a moment to say what an absolute legend he's been. (laughs) Such a great player. 
for the club. So all the best with whatever comes next. JWP. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Let's introduce you to Simon Quinolan, who is co-creator of The Dark Arts Bar. And he's here to tell us what's special about it. The Dark Arts Bar is the newest um, business that we've kind of opened up and that opened about three weeks ago. It is essentially a cocktail bar, uh, but very much themed in the lines of witchcraft and wizardry um, without wanting to break any intellectual property rights. Um, You may have seen Harry Potter and that's probably a vibe that's similar to it. Um, It's very much got very atmospheric lighting, candles, um, unicorn heads on the walls, that kind of stuff. It's very, very intense. Lots of wrapped up books and things like that and paraphernalia. It's like walking into a different world, isn't it? It's sort of wizardry and witchery and all of that kind of stuff. That's how it sort of feels to me. That's exactly the vibe we're going for. Yeah, we wanted people to actually have a bar in Southampton where they can come in and actually feel like they are in a different location, like straight out of a movie. Um, So we go very kind of high end on our set dressings and our theming. Um, what we try to do as well is, yes, we're doing cocktails, but we're trying to keep them at a reasonable price. But also we do a lot of the signature flair and things like that. So we have flaming drinks. We deliver them with, you know, unusual bubbles on the tops of the drinks. A lot of our drinks come with, you know, little sort of like sweets, chocolate frogs, things like that as well. You know, so people get a little bit more out of the experience, even from the drink side of things, as well as being in a very cool atmosphere. Because our background is in escape rooms, uh, my partner, Amy and I, who kind of, design build the whole thing um we knew that there's no one really doing the puzzle element and where we've been running the escape rooms for now about seven years we know how popular that is Um, but there's also a whole audience that maybe doesn't realize how fun that can be so what we try to do is incorporate some elements of that into experiences in the bar so we offer a puzzle box you pay a, a fee for the table essentially and you get a locked up box which is very themed again it's a big old trunk with chains on it and you know occult symbols and then you between you have an hour to try and unlock it lots lots of physical props that come out of it uh, for example one of the props there's a coffin with a voodoo doll on it um, and you have to kind of work out what the symbolism of that is in order to unlock more compartments and things like that as you go on um, and people are really loving that as well people who don't play escape rooms and what we're finding is people are then going wow is the escape rooms like this to which we say yes they're extremely highly themed the only kind of like difference is that you don't drink while you're playing the escape rooms but you've got these big rooms that you kind of find secret bookcases you go through into different areas that kind of thing so it's really good i've got to put my hand up and say i've never done an escape room i'm a bit scared of it that i wouldn't get out and also i'm not that clever a lot of people have that sort of explanation where they've not kind of like gone over the edge and tried one we don't actually seal people in and say we can't get out for a start so like it's safe enough that if somebody needs to leave the room we will i mean the the concept is that yes you are you know, inverted commas trapped in a room you're not normally our games have a different theme or a different storyline so there's for example we may have a game where we do a horror game which is extremely popular has been for years which is called seven sins it's loosely based on sort of horror movie concepts like seven and saw um where everyone starts sort of like trapped in a serial killer's basement oh my gosh (laughs) by all means that is one that maybe you could be nervous about playing because everyone starts chained up and blindfolded at the start of that one but i will say that is not what the majority of our games are like um majority of our games are family friendly um we run one which is a pirate themed game uh which is essentially very indiana jones and its vibe where you you're in a cave system um and you're looking for a lost treasure um with kind of hints of pirate vibes and it's all very atmospheric and and 
that kind of vibe we've got another game which is like our magic bar which is called potions and peril which is it's a magic shop so the idea is that you're going in there you're helping the owner of the magic shop to put it back together after goblins have escaped and again it's very highly themed it's like the bar but i'd say even kind of further in terms of its theming and things like that because you know every prop is interactive and every prop has a point in terms of solving puzzles and helping you kind of have an hour experience which is takes you away from the rest of the world that's kind of the idea you say it's sort of um family friendly you know would you be able to bring children to the escape rooms oh yeah we get groups of children all the time um the only thing we do say is there is a sort of point we'd say children under 13 would definitely want to be with an adult because we do design the game so that they can be played by adults uh, which means some of the puzzles can be tricky but that's not to say that there's any reason that children can't come and experience it because we purposely put things in there which are things like you know you have to go and find something so we find that adults and children get the same amount of enjoyment out of the experience plus for kids it's a really exciting environment to be in as much as it is for adults I mean the truth is what we've done is we've created with the escape rooms and even with the bars design a sort of playground experience for adults alike where they can go well you know this is fun that's what we do we create fun and we sort of say yes you're told as an adult that you're not allowed to uh, have fun in terms of responsibility but it's just not true um, and we very much throw that on his head and say no no come to us come and have some fun come and do something different um, let your hair down and be playful we should definitely do the escape rooms do you know what look i've said i I've never done an escape room. And I've interviewed quite a few people about them. And I've talked to people that are really into it. My bother is that I'll turn up there. I won't be able to solve anything. I'll be stuck in there for hours. Or my mates will just think I'm really stupid. My bother is that we'd go in there specifically so I could see the look on your face and it would be pitch black. <laughs> now that happened over the weekend, okay? So so remember a few months ago, we talked about the new routes coming out of Southampton Airport and how excited we were that they were flying to all these new places. Eastern Airlines have gone in there and they've basically, look, it feels like they've taken over most of the routes that Flybe were doing. And they've got this new route from Southampton Airport Airport to Paris. Now, I was very, very lucky, and I'm still so surprised by it. I won two return flights to Paris for two people. So I took my daughter and we went across to Disneyland Paris. Now, can I just point out how simple this is? It's just incredible. Like, I still can't get over it. So we wake up in Southampton. We then had lunch in Disneyland Paris. Wow. So you fly from Southampton. You arrive in Paris in an hour. Once you've got your bags and you get on the magic shuttle, that takes you to the hotel within, like, 40 minutes. Check in straight into the park. What? Door to door in four hours? That's just crazy. Which is exactly what you want when you've got an excited child with you who cannot wait to get to the destination. Exactly right. So I, I cannot stress to you enough how simple and how brilliant this is. Did she actually have time to say, are we nearly there yet? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you're literally on the flight. They give you a cup of tea. She had a packet of cheddars and that was it, right? We were landing again. <laughs> <laughs> but we went in and Disneyland Paris has got this new new bit it's the avengers assemble part of the park of the studios and in there they've got a spider-man ride and then they've got this flight force ride and when you go up to all of the rides it says how long the wait time is how long you're going to have to queue for and this was like five ten minutes so we went in there we were thinking it was probably going to be like a 4d cinema <laughs> how wrong we were i swear to god 
This was a roller coaster in the dark with the Avengers that goes at about 100 miles an hour. It shoots you off in a, like a turbo. Um, and you just like, you're sat in the car and then it just goes. Zhunk. The first thing you do is go upside down twice in the dark again. right? And we were thinking, oh, this is quite a nice little ride, isn't it? Oh, this is probably going to be like, it's a small world. <laughs> Yeah, we had three days, four days in Disneyland Paris. We had the most epic time. We met Mickey. We met Minnie Mouse as well. And uh, yeah, we just had a wonderful, wonderful time. And you can do it, like I say, door to door, four hours from Southampton Airport. That's incredible. The So So Show. Something else you can do with the family that's fun during the school holidays, which doesn't involve a four hour flight to Paris. You can take them to the Mayflower. to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Let's introduce you to Gareth Snook. He's playing Willy Wonka, and it's an iconic role, not one that he ever thought he would play. Oh, goodness me, it never even crossed my mind that I would <laughs> ever, ever be given the opportunity to play this character. Um, I, I, It just never, ever occurred to me. When my agent called and said they want to see you for the, the UK and Ireland tour, I went, Really? Right. Okay. And it happened very, very quickly because I I knew the director and and the musical supervisor. I'd worked with them both before. And uh, so it happened very quickly. And I'm still I'm still in shock (laughs) nine months later. And what do you do to prepare to be Willy Wonka? Do you dress in lots and lots of purple? Do you eat lots of chocolate and lots of sweetness? I, I tell you something, my preparation is a lot of lying down prior to it because it is absolutely exhausting. It's the most exhausting. I mean, he does not leave the stage in Act Two. Okay. He powers and motors the the entire Act Two. And as far as eating chocolate is concerned, no, because there's only so many times that they can let up the, the, my trousers, the, ward, <laughs> the poor wardrobe. You know, so I, I try and uh, I try and steer off. People send me chocolate through the post and stuff. So um, I try and kind of my my generosity around the cast. I spread it around them to make sure I don't scoff the lot. So what can we expect then? Because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is coming on the UK tour, like you say, to the Mayflower Theatre in Southampton. We're all very excited about it, but I never saw it in the West End. But I heard great things. So. What are we looking forward to? Is this sort of a, a reimagining or, or is this true to the book? Oh, no. No, it's true to the book. It's, uh, it, it's written by the same people who wrote the West End and Broadway productions. But the Broadway production was different from the West End production. That was yeah. a new production. And ours is a new production as well. I mean, you couldn't possibly tour the West End production. You'd need 400 trucks to tour that. Yeah. So, um, and we've got 14 as it is. So it's huge. Wow. So what you can expect is a very, very true representation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that you know and love from Roald Dahl's books. And what's your favourite bit? Goodness me. I mean, there are so many. Honestly, I couldn't. I mean, I love it when Violet Beauregard bounces across the stage as this (laughs) giant blueberry. I mean, what's not to like about that? They go wild. But personally, you know, I Wonka, I mean... (laughs) 
wow. I mean, he's, there are so many wonderful moments. They, they don't stop. They keep coming and coming and coming at you, you know. But I suppose the one characteristic of Wonka that people forget about, you know, of course, he's enigmatic. He's crazy. He's unpredictable. He's got a wicked sense of humor. He's yeah. highly intelligent. But also, you've got to remember that he's a very compassionate man. I mean, yes. he, does, he doesn't give Charlie the keys to the factory on a whim. He realizes he's looking for someone. He's looking for an heir to give his empire to. And there's this humble kid from a very, very poor family that he gives the keys to the factory kid. And that compassion in him, I've always found fascinating. And so therefore, I suspect to answer your question, my favorite moment is when we go up in the glass elevator, up into the skies and the planets all swimming around them. And he gives Charlie the keys to the factory and they sing this absolutely beautiful duet called The View From Here. And it is so emotional, I find it. It's one of the most wonderful moments in the show. And it's it's a characteristic of Willy Wonka that people forget about, you know? Because he's seen as, he's sort of, I suppose he's eccentric, and quite playful, but also quite naughty. And yes, there's a little bit of, I, I, I don't want to say spite, but that whole, right, well, well you're not right, so I'm going to do something there. Well, the thing about it is that that's not strictly true because what I see it as a, a morality tale, okay? Now, he's yes. got these, who would have thought that the golden ticket winners would turn out to be these entitled, spoiled <laughs> kids? Very bad parenting. And they come up and he says to them, he says, now, look, do not touch the chocolate waterfall. Do not go near the giant squirrel. I mean, yeah. because that's never going to be a good idea. <laughs> <You're> right? right? <laughs> do not chew that gum and don't go into that cabinet where you'll be shrunk to the size of a, of a foot. And what do they do? They do everything that he wants them not to do. So... There's your morality. It's very much there. just kids. <laughs> well, well, you know, pretty much. I mean, so. it's a tale for life, isn't it? it so, so it is. And does he revel in their misfortune? Yes, <laughs> of course he does, because that's Willy Wonka. You know, don't mess with him. You know, he, he won't take any prisoners. But he didn't invite them to do this. You know, yeah, yeah, it sure. wasn't in his plan. He was looking for an heir to the factory. All he feels is disappointment that these that they just so happens that the five. <laughs> The four golden ticket winners from all over the world happen to be these awful kids. I feel sorry for him. I remember going to birthday parties with kids like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite an undertaking. Your agent rings you and they're telling you that they want you to play one of the most iconic characters in cinema. Because you see Willy Wonka yeah. and you just think Gene Wilder. Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. It was Johnny Depp that played it as well. Yeah. And still, that's not in my head. You're looking at Johnny, but you're thinking about Gene. Uh-huh. But how amazing. Gareth is going to be phenomenal on that stage. This is going to be an epic, epic show. Talking of epic shows, guess what I've managed to get hold of tickets for? In for a penny live? No. Six, the musical. Oh, well done. Oh, my gosh. Right. It's completely sold out. It's on at the Mayflower Theatre. This week, it's completely sold out, but you can buy tickets for next year. It's coming back again. It is that popular. Every single seat. There is not one solitary seat left anywhere. 
Okay, so for any of the performances, so go and get your tickets if you want to go and see Six, and it is a total treat. Go and get your tickets for next year. It's all about Southampton, the So So Show. We're always in the media, aren't we? Somehow Southampton always get. Look, I've said about Scott Mills talking about uh-huh. the bins in Southampton on Radio Two. We've been on Radio One as well this week. Have we? Don't tell right. me one of their DJs was hiding in Westkey. Yes! Really? Two of their DJs were hiding in Westkey beside Big Sarah. It's a real dinosaur. That was a complete guess, by the way. (laughs) Total guess. And loads of people got it, right? So there was two DJs found in Westkey by Big Sarah. Then two DJs found at Paltons Park. Wow. Here's the deal, though. Those poor, poor DJs that were found at Paltons Park... Then had to go on the cyclinator. <laughs> <laughs> and it was beautiful seeing their really nauseous faces coming off of that ride. <laughs> Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Soak up summer in Southampton. I've already said to you, like, beginning of 2023, I went on this vaults tour. It's the history of Southampton, but actually... It's really, really good fun. If you're thinking, oh, no, I quite like going down the pub. This is something different, but you will really enjoy it. The The tour guides from Sea Southampton are just brilliant. They're very, very entertaining. And you can always go down the pub afterwards. Exactly. You can go to the pub afterwards because it starts at the bar gate, Saturday and Sunday, 10.30. If you want more details or all of the details of all the different tours that they do, go on to see Southampton, either on social media on the, or on their website. The Big Eat. This is a fair, a comedy tent, a dog show, live music and lots to eat. Royal Victoria Country Park, 8th to the 10th of September. Did you say dog show? And there's a dog show. Of course uh, there's a dog show. Everything's got a dog show, hasn't it? I might take mine along for that one. And And the Romsey Show. It's the same weekend, September the 9th at Broadlands in Romsey. It's always just brilliant. Just a beautiful agricultural show. That'll have a dog show as well, I'm sure. That'll have a dog show. Of course it will. And a horse show. They ain't got a horse show at this other one. No. (laughs) Keep an eye on our socials if you're not already following us on... Well, it's not Twitter anymore, is it? Oh, you can still call it Twitter. It's got an X on it, but it still says tweet on the button. Yeah, yeah, it's Twitter. You know the platform we're talking about. We're on that. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. Find us, follow us, because we've always got something cool you can win. It might well be that in the next week or so, we've got something cool that's going to give you something to do during the summer holidays. Have a great week. Zoe. And you, Simon, and thank you for listening. I'll let you get on with that post-Paris washing now. <laughs> You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.